Chelsea Amber here from Christian Guitar Girls, an encouraging community for Christian female guitar players and bass players. And you can find us on Facebook. You can search for our Facebook group. It's called Christian Guitar Girls Community to connect with other women in music and ministry. Now, we've got a great conversation coming up with worship leader and songwriter Rochelle Luke. But before we do that, And before we dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out to Podbean. This is the platform I've been using to host Christian Guitar Girls podcast, and I've been really pleased with their services, and I highly recommend them. If you give them a, to give them a try, if you're just starting out with your own podcast, I especially appreciate all the resources that they have on the site to teach you how to actually start your own podcast. So you can visit podbean.com slash CGG. That'll give you a free 30-day trial on any of their unlimited plans. And you'll also be able to support the Christian Guitar Girls ministry as well. So without further ado, we're going to get into the interview. And so we have here Rochelle Luke. She is an award-winning Canadian singer, songwriter, and worship leader in the greater Toronto area. In 2014, she released her debut EP entitled Brought to Life, which received two Covenant Awards. And those are the awards given out annually by the Gospel Music Association of Canada. Then last year, she released her first full-length album entitled Even Now. And you can hear Rochelle's music uh, um, it's receiving airplay on Christian radio stations across Canada. And several of her original worship songs are being sung by congregations of local churches. And right now, she is serving as Director of Worship at Mississauga City Baptist Church and is a graduate of the University of Toronto's Faculty of Music, where she studied classical voice. All right. So, Rochelle, great to see you. What do you have? What do you have there? What are you drinking? Oh, yeah. Cheers, Chelsea. Cheers. <laughs> I'm actually drinking a Chinese soup, which is oh. like, so this one is made out of carrots and what translates to green carrot, corn oh, wow. and pork. And it's kind of like in Chinese cultural, there's this tradition of boiling like vegetables and meat into a broth. So it kind of just looks like chicken broth. Mm-hmm. But uh, you drink it like with your dinner or just after dinner nutritious and nice that's what i'm drinking what are you having uh you know what i'm just having a a mango flavored sparkling water so not quite as interesting um but i I think you might win for most interesting beverage so far on the podcast yeah (laughs) oh i love it though a little unusual (laughs) yeah and if if you don't mind me asking is that part of your heritage Yes, yeah. So I'm Chinese. Um, my family's from Hong Kong. I grew up here in Canada. But mm. uh, yeah, this is part of my part of my culture. Very cool. Awesome. So I would love to dive in and find out a little bit more about how you learned to play guitar, how or when. How did you get started on the guitar? Yeah, it was actually really fun to, you know, think about that. I kind of forgot how it all happened. I think I was about 15 years old. I was in high school. And a couple of different things, I think, combined together to make it happen. Um, one of the factors was that around that time, several other people, like friends um, at church, I, one of my best friends at church, her older brother started playing guitar. And then, mm. you know, she started kind of watching him and learning some things. And then I saw her playing guitar at church. And I was like, I want to do that. And at around the same time, some of my friends at school were doing the same thing. Um, but I didn't have a guitar. 
but I was just kind of seeing this happen and thinking, oh, that's fine. And when I saw them, I would just hold the guitar and try and play something real quick. Um, but one day, my brother and I were just down in the basement, you know, the scary basement, and you never know. <laughs> and we found my dad's old guitar, and like I never knew that he ever played guitar before and it was just this really old nylon string classical guitar mm. falling apart with like giant crack in it <laughs> um it still worked and we just kind of pulled it out of there and started trying to play it and so over time my brother and I just kind of taught each other to play the guitar I learned a lot of things from him he learned mm. a lot of things from you know watching YouTube videos and from his friends and stuff like that so I didn't have any formal training on the guitar Mm -hmm. um and it was a lot of just kind of learning from other people and watching things on tv or online figuring it out yeah. mm. that's cool I love that it was like a family affair you know like a bonding experience for you and your brother yeah. right? very cool <laughs> yeah and then so you learned to play guitar you got into music you eventually ended up in in uh, worship ministry and uh, generally speaking, we tend to see you know men playing the guitar in church more often than women. And I would love to know, like, what have you noticed or learned about being a female guitar player in church? And I know that you, you know, you're in that role of uh, director of worship at Mississauga City Baptist Church. So just within that role and playing guitar in church, what have you, what have you noticed? Hmm. Um, I should say first that I'm really grateful that at the outset, like when I started playing guitar, I think I had pretty much like equal influences looking around and seeing both male and female guitar players. Like like my friend's older brother started playing guitar, but then she started playing the guitar and mm. I kind of learned with her. So I'm really grateful looking back that I didn't think of it as unusual or kind of against the expectations to be a female guitar player. Um, I grew up playing piano and violin and like, band instruments I wanted to learn almost any instrument that I could put my hands on mm -hmm. and um I'm grateful that yeah I don't think I thought I didn't think anything of it but I'm like oh I'm a girl and I'm gonna play guitar and yeah. I had a lot of um I guess influences just kind of looking out that I saw women playing guitar uh actually my first guitar that I bought for myself you know after playing my dad's old one uh was this blue sunburst guitar and I bought it because Michelle Branch had a blue guitar. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I remember at that time, like, you know, her songs were pretty popular and they were really easy to play. You just needed three or four chords to play the song. And um, so I played a lot of Michelle Branch when I was starting out. And yeah, just looking around and seeing like Jewel, Sam McLaughlin, Brooks Frazier, like mm. saw a lot of women playing the guitar and being awesome at it. And I didn't think of it too much. Um, but, um, I do think there are certain challenges being a female player, like just having smaller hands, more fingers, like certain tabs that I would read and be like, that's just physically not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my brother can play or, you know, some other guy can play. Uh, so things like that, I would kind of be like, oh, it's, it's a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think when I think about in general female guitar players in the church um yeah I think there's kind of two things that I notice one is about expectations and one is about confidence mm -hmm. um, so in terms of expectations um 
kind of like what I was just talking about that I'm grateful at that point in time that I saw a lot of women playing the guitar just as much as men maybe. Uh, but when I look back, I think, oh, all those women played acoustic guitar. And I don't think that I saw or knew anybody personally who was a woman playing the electric guitar. You play mm. electric guitar. That's awesome. <laughs> but I just never even thought of it as something that I could do or wanted to do. And now I look back and I wish that I had tried it, you know, earlier. At mm. this point in time, I'm like, it's just the investment of gear and paddle, like pedals and everything. It's expensive uh, to get yeah. it, I feel like. It's a bit of a wormhole um, once you get down in there. <laughs> you, you can't just like buy one piece of gear, you know? Yeah, one um, purchase leads to another. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think a lot of it is about our own expectations of ourselves. And sometimes mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's what, you know, other people don't expect us to be able to do things. But I think that a lot of times we, we just don't expect things of ourselves. So that's one thing. And the second thing I would say is confidence, like, um, yeah, and I see this in a lot of other female guitar players, and I really try to encourage them, too. But uh, for a long time, I didn't think of myself as a real guitarist. Um, And I think for a lot of us, especially as women, we tend not to think of ourselves as legit or real at something unless, you know, we have some sort of validation or we're like the, the best in the world at <laughs> something yeah. mm-hmm. I can actually say I'm good at this mm-hmm. um, but like for example I have formal classical training on the piano and in voice I have a degree in classical voice so in those things I feel pretty confident to say like, I know what I'm doing I don't have that same mastery on the guitar like I said I never had lessons I learned a lot of it just online I don't when I'm playing I don't know all the time like this is exactly the note that I'm playing. Um, I just know this is the chord shape that I'm playing and I don't think about it that much. Whereas when I play the piano, I'm, I know exactly where everything is, every version of this chord that I could possibly play. Mm-hmm. On the guitar, I felt for a long time like I just kind of got the job done, not really anything special. Uh-huh. Um, but until I think I, I actually was just playing guitar at, at a workshop about worship. It wasn't even specifically about the guitar a couple of years ago. And at the end of it, somebody said to me, just like, wow, like, how did you want to play the guitar? You're such a great guitar player, like the best guitar player I've ever seen. And awesome. I to just kind of say, whoa, like, that's nothing special. Um, but I think to, for women to be able to like, take that in and say, oh, like God has given me this ability to do something and it might not be the best in the world but I'm good. I get the job done and I do it well. And, mm-hmm. you know, being able to have that confidence. Yeah. You know? So that's something I think as women, we got to own. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons I started Christian Guitar Girls. So the the Facebook group was just because I noticed that there was kind of a, a lack of confidence, it seemed, mm-hmm. among a lot of women where they were holding back and not wanting to raise their hand and say, hey, I play guitar. Hey, I, you know, I, I can put out a song or I can, you know, just there was like this uh, 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 what, hesitancy, I guess. Like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm not good enough. But it's, it's not about you being good enough. It's about bringing glory to God. And, you know, you can do that at every skill level. You can serve at every skill level. Um, so, yeah, I love what you said. And I, I agree. <laughs> Yeah. And then so you got into ministry and then now and then you put out 
first year EP, and then you put out your first full-length album entitled Even Now. And so what inspired you to put together this collection of songs? So I actually wrote these 10 songs in a period of about five years um, before the pandemic. Mm. And that period of time was a really challenging time in my life. Um, uh, my husband had chronic illness and chronic health challenges for pretty much that whole span of time. Mm. Um, my own mental health was, I was struggling a lot with depression and anxiety. Um, and because of those health challenges for us, we kind of lived a very isolated, quiet life, like very similar to what the pandemic has done to everybody. But it felt like for us at that time, you know, the world was going on as normal, but we had to pause and, you know, kind of our, our life was just shrunk down to our, our house, really very limited. Mm. Um, and at the same time, I was just dealing with a lot of disappointment. I had basically given up on the whole music artist thing. Um, after I released my first EP, I, I just, it was very challenging, um, mm. things that I really didn't expect. And so I felt like in that season, it wasn't, it wasn't at all that I was going to write an album and release it. No, I was just writing these songs, wrestling with God. These were my prayers and um, just kind of the only way that I knew how to deal with a lot of these things. Um, and yeah, I felt like that season, I dealt a lot with the death of dreams. I felt like God had given me these dreams. I had pursued them. Um, in music and in ministry and just kind of in life and marriage. And I felt like I had pursued these things in faith and then watched them die. Mm. And so a lot of these songs just kind of came out of trying to make sense of that with God. Um, And, you know, by his grace in those years, I also experienced healing um, through a lot of it was through community and, and worship and learning to serve others in ministry. And he really, grew my relationship with him, my understanding of him. So that's where these songs came from. And a couple of them I actually wrote specifically for my church. And uh, yeah, and then kind of towards the end of that period, it was kind of God tapping on the shoulder. And he's like, well, you know, maybe you should share these. That's awesome. Man, I can relate to that so much. I, I, I won't, we don't have time to get into how many times I've quit music as well. <laughs> But it, yeah, so I just, I find that so encouraging to see how, you know, on the other side of that discouragement, you released an album, you know, you're still blessing people with your, with your gifts. And um, I hope that encourages somebody else who's listening, who feels discouraged and is perhaps mourning the death of a dream in their life that, um, that they can be encouraged by, by your album. So, you know, in light of that, what is one message it could be one of many or, or the one main one, you know, either, however you want to answer that, um, that God has laid on your heart to share with the listeners through these songs. Yeah, even now as an album, I feel it's really tied together by the theme of pain. Mm. Um, you know, the loss that we just kind of talked about, the death of dreams, um, but also, you know, physical illness or just disappointment and grief and loss. Um, in addition to my own problems, I feel like I also walked with a lot of people in that season who had, you know, just long ongoing things that they were asking for. And it wasn't like, Oh, I prayed and God delivered me right away. You know, it's just really, really long journeys. Um, And so that message about pain, I think the central message of the album is that 
God may not always remove our pain. You know, so many of our prayers are about asking him to remove our pain, to heal us, to fix the problem. Um, and sometimes he does that, but he doesn't guarantee that. And that's not the main or most hopeful, beautiful promise in the Bible. It's actually not about pain removal, but it's about the redeeming of our pain. He promises no matter what, our pain is going to be redeemed and being able to find hope in that and to pray for that, I think, is what he really transforms in me. Um, pain removal, pain redemption. That's so good. Oh, I I love that. And that, that reminded me of, of Paul, how he said that he prayed three times for the you know, the thorn <laughs> to be removed and it, it, and God said, no, my, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And so, you know, I just, um, I, 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 man, so that's so, so good. Um, and okay. One, one kind of, well, actually a couple more questions here. What is one encouraging word or piece of advice that you can offer someone who is just picking up the guitar for the first time or just wanting to get into ministry? Yeah. So, um, I would say actually a piece of advice that I think applies equally well to both of those things, starting mm. to guitar or getting into ministry. I would say don't do it alone. Um, I think for myself, I especially, you know, when I kind of gave up on music, a lot of it was because somebody else that I thought I could trust, I couldn't trust. And I went through a long season where um, I tried to do everything by myself. My God called me to do this. Do it completely by myself. Mm. Can't trust anyone else. And I think that's one of the huge lessons that I've learned is that when God calls us into these things, um, he doesn't, he's not designing us to do it alone. Um, mm. Do it together, do it with others even reflecting on how I started to play the guitar, I don't think I would have done it all by myself. You know, it mm. was because this person's brother and friend and then a bunch of us sitting around playing the guitar and teaching each other to play new songs and new chords. And in ministry, really, that's been such a healing thing for me is really learning to collaborate with people, to trust people, uh, to see how God really has designed us to be his body, you know, the gifts that we have fit in with the gifts that others have and together we bring the best out of each other. So don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Community is so important. Uh, I was actually, I was thinking yesterday about how, you know, the fruit of the spirit, we, we need community in order for it to show up and to practice it, you know, like to practice patience and kindness and gentleness <laughs> and self-control and all those things, um, you know, or most of those things anyway, you need to be in community in order to practice. Like, yes, you can practice being patient, with yourself, but, you know, put yourself in a room where you're doing ministry with somebody that <laughs> you don't agree with. <laughs> and it's yeah. a whole different ball game, you know, and you really have to depend on the Holy Spirit in those disagreements. And um, yeah, so I love that. And just, it, it's so important how community can push you past where you think you can go, you know, people who can believe in you and, you know, speak life into you when, when you don't believe in yourself, you know, so yeah, so super important. So how can people find you online? You've got an album out. You've got a website. Tell us the things. <laughs> yes. So I think the hardest part is just spelling my name. Once you can spell my name, you can find all the stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can just go to RachelleLuke.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-U-K.com. And I have all the links there. But you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name. is uh, 
I think, what do you call that? Underscore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Rochelle underscore Luke uh, on Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page. You just type in my name and a YouTube channel. And you can also find my music anywhere you listen to music online, Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, all the places. Nice. And Great. just in case our listeners did not catch that, Luke does not have an E. So it's L-U-K. All right. That's so correct. we'll leave a link in the description so that of this of this episode so that you'll be able to connect with Rochelle, hear her music and be blessed by her ministry. So thank you so much, Rochelle, for your time to share about your personal journey and that journey through pain. That's so valuable. I know that a lot of people are going to re- uh, relate to that. And to all our listeners, if you've enjoyed this chat, there will be many more. So make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or, you know, whatever favorite podcast platform that you're streaming this from. And don't forget to check out podbean.com slash CGG if you want to start your own podcast or if you want to grow the one that you have. I'll leave a link for that in the episode description, as well as links to connect with Rochelle and to check out her music. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, happy strumming. 